0: i'm kira and i'm sarah and And you're you're listening listening to Mission. -mission. we i just noticed you're wearing your tiki room spirit jersey i am i wore it yesterday too because i'm disgusting Eh, It's more that I don't want to. I don't want to wash these that much. Yeah, I've realized after I washed, I've washed my coral-colored one a lot, and the neckline's getting more stretched out. I'm like, I need to be better about not washing it all the time. I just don't want to get ruined, like especially with the tiki bird on this. I just don't. I don't want it to get ruined. Yeah. And then my Lunar New Year one, I really don't want to get ruined. That one is so cool. Mm -hmm. I have to start just fabrizing my spirit jerseys instead of washing them. Yeah, the other two, I'm not. I'm not as careful about especially the pop-up one i don't know why i'm so mean to that pop-up one i like it a lot it's just my least favorite of the ones that i have i get it it's the least favorite out of the ones i have too but i still love it a lot yeah so you get it you understand it's like children you sometimes have a least favorite but you still love them a lot (laughs) oh that's so mean mean. (laughs) oh Uh, i want to leave this in Oh, I might. I might leave this in. Any- Sorry welcome to, any to mothers. <laughs> welcome to DCOM <laughs> Mission, where we love our children slightly less than the other one. That's uh, We're going to do our mission a little early in this episode. Your mission is to love all your children mm. equally. Uh, that almost fits with this movie, but like not quite. <laughs> we can tie it in somehow, I'm sure. All right. Well, everyone. Hello. Hello, everyone. <laughs> this is the episode where we talk about Don't Look Under the Bed. So we hope you didn't look under your bed. I have to look under my bed all the time, though, because that's where my cat hides. I was going to say, I look under my bed all the time because I store a bunch of stuff under my bed. (laughs) So I I just brought out some fall decorations. I'm like, oh, they're under my bed. (laughs) Let me go get them. Do you store an old peanut butter and jelly sandwich under your bed? I sure don't. (laughs) I'm sure I would smell that if I did. But, yeah, my cat used to hide under the bed all the time, too, so I used to have to... He would, of course, my bed's in the corner, and he would go way to the opposite mm-hmm. corner and That's hide what my cat when does. I first got him, but now he, he doesn't do that anymore because he's, he's comfortable. Yay. He's fuen-wee, fuen <laughs> Reminds me of the part in The Princess Bride where under the Giant is, like, on the cart, and he's about to be put on fire, and he's like, beware, Dr. Wubble. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that part. I need to watch that movie again. I think about that a lot. The town that I live in has started doing this thing where they'll, they're will they doing drive-ins at the mall. Oh, fun. They did Toy Story 4, Frozen 2, A League of Their Own, and now they're doing A Princess Bride. And we're going to oh. The Princess Bride, and I'm really sad that we missed A League of Their Own because it's one of my favorite yeah, movies. that would have been a good one. We watched it at home. I had to buy a new copy of it because my Blu-ray always skipped the part where... Kit and dotty are walking along the road after their first game and, and Kit goes, This is our daughter dotty She's so beautiful. And this is our other daughter, dotty's sister. <laughs> Which is one of my favorite lines. Yeah, you can't of the skip that one. Movie. You gotta buy a new <laughs> copy at so so that one. <laughs> and then it would skip it and then it would just stop. Like it would just like get oh. to a part and freeze. And so I was That's like, I need a new copy of this. And I'm the type of person that if I like a movie, I need to own it because I don't want to rely. Yeah, I don't want to rely on streaming services because they're so unreliable. Uh For example, we all watched Adam's Family and Adam's Family Values the other week, which I had never seen before. I haven't seen them either. They're so good. They're so surprisingly good. And like, I knew that people really liked them because people will post memes of them all the time and be like, oh, Morticia and I always wanted to call him Gonzo. Gomez, Morticia and Gomez <laughs> Adams are relationship goals. And I was like, yeah, my, my, my Raul Julia does such a good job as Gomez Adams. And it's really, really unfortunate that he died in 94. Oh. Because he was he was so so wonderful. And he in, apparently, according to a bunch of trivia and stuff, he would just get so excited and so happy when kids would recognize him as Gomez. Oh, that's so cute. Isn't that so precious? It's so sweet. And it's it's kind of funny to me because those movies are rated P G thirteen. So all these kids coming up going, I love you, Gomez, it's like, why were you watching this PG you thirteen years old? <laughs> they're not that like they're not that raunchy, so it's not it's not that bad. But I I I expected that Adam's Family was gonna be good, but Adam's Family Values is a spectacular sequel. Hmm. I'll have to look that up. Is it on any streaming? Yes, I think Adam's Family is on Hulu, and Adam's Family Values is on Prime. Okay, all right. At at the moment that we watch them, but it might not be. It might not be accurate. It's gonna be like Spy Kids, where I want to go or Spy Kids Three, where I want to go watch it, but I can't because they took it down. (laughs) No, it's on something now, but one and two aren't on anything. So if you wanted to watch the trilogy, you can't. I think that Spy Kids Three is on. Prime now maybe Hulu it's on something maybe HBO Max I don't know HBO Max has thrown a wrench into everything because I I don't know anything anymore (laughs) but Adam's Family Values is really good but it does have that really didn't age very well scene about Thanksgiving Uh. (laughs) ah so that's not great but besides that it's good yeah and it could it could handle that part way worse than it does it just doesn't handle it well, but it's also supposed to not handle it well. It's hard to explain. But I'm not giving it a pass. I hope everyone knows that. <laughs> but Adam's Fairly Values does have Joan Cusack playing Debbie Jelinski, which I loved so much that I drew <laughs> I drew a character sheet of her as Debbie Jelinski and posted it on my Instagram. that's, that's so, what I saw. I'm like, I don't know what this is from really, but yeah. I like it. It's really pretty. <laughs> yeah, I have an art Instagram. It's not the one that I have linked to the podcast. But if you want to follow my art Instagram, it's Pook Doodles. It, yes. Okay. Um, it's like P-O-O-K Doodles. I'm also in like okay, I think the art block has a lot of facets and there's obviously the art block where you're like I don't know what to draw. I'm so lost at what to draw. But that's not the art block that I get that much cuz if I get that art block then I'll just look for inspiration and usually be fine. Mm-hmm. I'm in one of my art blocks where I feel like I'm stuck in a step of my progression. Okay. Where I feel like I know how to draw but I'm I need I need I'm not doing it correctly and it's gotten to the point this is actually one of the worst fits that i've had of it because like i feel like everything that i used to know i've just it's just gone like i feel like i don't know how to draw eyes anymore like i've been trying to draw for the last few days and i'm like how do i draw eyes so it's it's been it's been a time <laughs> yeah you'll it's get through time. it you're yeah i mean i obviously can't do art at all so i'm <laughs> impressed all the time by your art but even compared to other art i think you do really well so ah, ah, yeah. Yeah. Friendship. Alright, anyway. I'm I'm really mad at myself that I the water that I'm drinking today is a water bottle. Because I was like, it'll be easy. It's the but bo- it's like the water bottle that I have in my room, so I won't have to deal with it. But it's like a crinkly mm. plastic and it's got the cap, and I'm like, why did I do this to myself? We love a little crinkle. Yeah, and I just put it on my desk and everything shook. As I was gonna say it could have been bitch whispers, but we're not doing bitch whispers today. <laughs> but we could have had bitch crinkles. Oh, we Oh, I realized we deleted bitch whisper We did. Because that the audio darn is so bad. Audio, speaking of audio. <laughs> so Sarah and I have uh, uh an ASMR channel idea that is, I want to say us. It was all Sarah. Um I I was having a frustrating day, but I was trying to be calm. And I was like, I'm just gonna like say it really quietly and just like whisper it. And she was she was like, Are these bitch whispers? And I was like, Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. She's like, That's to an bitch ASMR channel. ASMR. <laughs> the world is done. Thing in the world and I hate it I also don't like fire and I think it's bad yes <laughs> how are you doing with fires down there? is it very smoky? it's been pretty hazy for the last couple weeks yeah um a couple days like right when the fires there was a fire kind of above Pasadena and the sky was like pretty orange the entire day for like three days mm-hmm um, and there's ash all over our cars. That's it's been a time. Oh, geez. It's been a time. It's the world is crazy dying. How it's, I mean, I've seen pictures from Oregon and like Northern California, but it's crazy that it's going mm. that far south too. Um, it's a different fire. I don't know if this one was also set by a gender reveal party. Ugh, death to the heteros. I never like gender. Sarah. I never. <laughs> I never liked gender reveal parties before, but now especially I hate them even more than I used to. It's like, why? Yeah. What's the point? Just if you want to know, just ask your doctor and find out. I, I don't yeah. understand. I mean, they've only been around for like 10 years, tops. Yeah. Apparently, well, I-, I don't. someone created them and I don't know what it was. I was looking When I was looking at the fires, there was like a link you could click on that was like the person who started gender yep. reveal parties I didn't that. even know. Yeah, because like, she just did a I don't harmless thing where you just put a layer of frosting in a cake well, that's blue or pink. And even the person maybe who they did just that don't do it. Yeah, she's even said that she doesn't like them anymore. The gender reveal parties because I think she has a a son who's or maybe she, has a, she a, just a chi- has maybe she has a child who's... who's non-binary. Probably is what it is. Mm. But yeah, she's like they're just stupid. stupid. They're dumb. <laughs> But your child. Grow and let your decide. child be a child. Yeah. Like that's the most important part exactly, about a child yeah. is their childhood. Any who, <laughs> anyway, let's talk about right. being. We should child. have done it Whisp- all in whispers as bitch whispers. <laughs> Gender reveal parties are idiotic, and you should just let your children be children. So yeah. So speaking of children and um, letting your children be children. As a children, I was. deathly afraid of this movie which apparently i was not alone because this movie does not air on the disney channel or it didn't air on the disney channel except for very rare occasions because parents complained that this movie was too scary yeah i mean i can see why because and i get it yeah as a i mean i didn't watch it as a child probably because it wasn't on like you said all the time yeah but i feel like if i would have watched it when i was eight years old i probably would have been freaked out by some of the effects and creepy faces and the it the Pennywise, the clown teeth that were in there yeah this movie's really well directed it's directed by the same guy who did the original xenon and that's pretty evident Mm -hmm. and i mean that in a positive fun angles well directed there's so many fun angles the performances are pretty good except for the girl who plays francis she's very just like i am a girl who doesn't believe in anything and that gets frustrating but almost everyone else does a really good performance mm-hmm. and the theatrical elements of it are are well done but i had a couple of moments in this movie that i viscerally remember i like i they've been in my brain so long they just they have set up camp there they pay rent in my brain (laughs) especially the one where you had to turn off the movie i'm sure that's i know most people would say that things live rent free in their brain no this one pays rent because i hate it so much (laughs) um so there's a couple parts where okay so i'm just gonna there's a big spoiler for this movie in the picture above the blurb like if you click on don't look under the bed and you see the picture where the blurb is that's a huge spoiler. Yeah, which thankfully I don't I tend to just click play right away when I get into yeah. it because I like to be surprised by the blurb when you read it anyway, so I didn't realize it, but I'm sure yeah. other people probably look at it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try and explain the parts that were scary to me without being spoilery. We spoil a lot of things, but like I don't know why this one I'm just like it just offends me so much that that picture is there that I'm like I'm going to try I'm just going to try. Right. Well, so if people are listening to this they're probably they've probably either seen it or they, or they don't care if it's it. going to be spoiled. But if you're just going right. to Disney Plus, you don't want to be spoiled that way. Right. I mean if I if I if I goof and I spoil it a little bit, it's not going to be the end of the world to me. Right. But the couple of parts that I remember that like that I said are just in my brain constantly is there a part there's a part where there you see The boogeyman and his nails are growing. And he's looking at his nails and he's seeing them grow. And there's this like Dutch angle on it. And I have that in my head constantly. Like it's just kind of like it's like the desktop background of my brain. And it's been that since I saw this movie. And I had to turn off this movie. I don't actually think I turned off this movie. Now that I've seen it all the way through, I think I just had to like look away at a lot of parts, but I think I was watching with my sister, and my sister isn't afraid of movies, and she was always like, "That doesn't scary," and I'm like, "You're four years older than me. You're an adult, you ten year old." But I just I I do remember the ending, and I remember the costumes of the ending, so I. I think I watched it all the way through, but I think I was like really grateful for the, for the commercial break at that point. Right. So maybe I turned it off, but I... I, I... Or maybe you saw it multiple yeah. times and you turned it off the first time and then you watched it again and watched it all the way through. You know what? I think it's actually the reverse of that. I think I watched it all the way through when I was like really little, but I had like my sister, there, my sister there, so it didn't really matter. But then I think I tried to watch it like by myself like a couple of years later and I had to turn it off. That makes sense too. It's more scary by yourself yeah i got scared as i got older like i remember going to disney world when i was like six and not being afraid of the haunted mansion but then when i was nine i was like this is uh this is scary mm-hmm. and then when i was 15 i was like what is going on this isn't scary at all <laughs> it's like why am i an idiot it was really easy for me so my family used to go to disney world every three years And it was really easy for me to remember because i went when i was three six nine and then we skipped when i was 12 because we went to hawaii and then when I was fifteen, and then when I was eighteen, and then we just broke that trend and went every year, <laughs> right? And Thanks, then I tagged along every single year since. Yeah, my dad it loves Disney World. It's a really endearing I part loved, of my dad. After the he first year Disney. we went in 2012, he's like, "Oh, we're gonna wait a you know a couple of three years." <laughs> and then we went, we went 2013, 2014, 2015. We went in 2016. January of this year, and he's like, "We're gonna wait a couple of years. We'll wait a couple of years." He's been texting me almost every day, being like, "I just want to go to Disney, but we can't." And And the only reason he's not going is because of COVID. (laughs) Yeah, it's 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 very endearing and very funny, but it drives my mom crazy because she's just like, "Can we instead go somewhere else?" Oh, people ask me all the time, "Why don't you want to go somewhere else?" It's like, "Well, I want to go other places too, but I also I know I'm like I go other places, but I also like to go to Disney every year too." (laughs) Yeah. Also, my so my dad is a. He is an oncologist, hematologist. So he's basically a cancer and blood doctor. So he has a really, really rough job. So we just kind of don't mind to do the vacations that he wants to do because we know that he has a really, really rough job and where that's he works what makes him happy. A lot of hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what makes him happy. We are going to go somewhere else the next time we can have a vacation. And then, you know, we did go, or they did come visit me in Japan in. Last year, almost a year ago, that That's is insane so to weird. me. It feels it, uh, I can't believe that I left for Japan almost two years ago. Yeah, I can't believe I was in Japan visiting you almost a year ago, and I keep getting things yeah. popping up on my memories on Facebook that I was in Iceland two years ago. It's I'm like, oh my gosh, how has it been this long since these trips? It's so weird. It's so it's so weird. It's weird how this this year has gone. It's this year has flown by, but also feels like it's lasting forever. That's the I thing. Don't know this year feels like a. It feels like a. It feels like a rip in the space-time continuum, honestly. It feels like there's just a big, empty bubble uh-huh. that it's like, this time has passed, but it's so it's so weird and confusing. Yep, that's a good way to describe it. Oh, 2020. What a year. Yay, 2020. Anyway, back to 1999. Let's read the blurb. And by let's, I mean me. I'm going to read the blurb. <laughs> 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 read it in your spooky voice. Oh my god, no. My spooky voice is terrible uh gotta go to disney plus because my computer turned restarted and took everything away from me took my kids away from me i love that if you put in don't the first thing you get is don't look under the bed (laughs) and the stupid spoiler oh is it a spoiler on the little picture too that comes up or is it just the big Um, one no it's the it's like the picture it's the picture of larry francis and okay Darwin. that's what i thought because i looked at that first 24. when you said spoiler i'm yeah. like wait what's the spoiler and then i clicked on it and i'm like no oh, it's that, that when that you click big on the movie picture. oh it drives me crazy okay so fun fact about this movie it has the shortest blurb i think we've seen it's a line and a half short it doesn't wait. say anything also the blurb is a spoiler <laughs> i forgot Oh, this movie. I need to find a way. I, I'm i going to be that person, but I need to find a way to complain to Disney about this. You, you need to complain about the blurb, the picture, and the The blurb, sub- the picture, subtitles. and the subtitles, and the captions. The captions spell her name with an I, which is the male version of Frances. And I know that that's not a big deal, but my middle name is Francis, and I spell it with an E. And like my dad only calls me Francis. Yeah. Don't ask. And me the why. movie itself call or spells it Francis with an E too. So why are the subtitles? Yeah, no, the blurb spells it with an E. Yeah, the movie spells it with an E. It's because she's named after um, I almost said Francis Scott Key, and I know that's wrong. Uh, Francis Bacon, Sir Francis Bacon, and his name was spelled with an i but her name is spelled with an e and the subtitles got that wrong they got the there's like a device they used with the boogeyman that was called like a temptrifuge, and they kept subtitling it as a temporal fuge and i was like it's it's what are you doing like they're very obviously not saying temporal fuge they're saying temptrifuge, and it just drove me crazy they were so bad right and And the captioning is not easy but no it's not easy but it's something that's necessary not only for us who like to read what's going on while we're listening, but it's an inclusive thing for people who are hard of hearing or deaf. They need to be able to read it and have accurate descriptions of what's going on. It drives me crazy. So, okay. So if you really don't want spoilers about this movie, I guess, stop listening now, but the blurb has a spoiler in it. It's not the biggest spoiler, but it would have been a nice thing to just find out. So I guess skip ahead if you don't want to hear the spoiler, but... So, Don't Look Under the Bed is from 1999. It's rated PG because it's Halloween and it should be rated PG. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's it's spooky. Yeah. A lot of these it's Halloween hour- ones probably don't need to be rated PG. But this one... This one yes. does. Um, It's an hour and 32 minutes. It's coming of age and fantasy. And I wish there was a tag for spooky. Like, I wish there was a Halloween tag. It doesn't necessarily have to be Halloween, but just like spooky or yeah, something. That would be nice. Yeah. So the blurb is, Teen Frances McCausland calls on her brother's imaginary friend to banish a mischievous boogeyman who has framed her for her pranks. Yeah. I didn't realize it said that. I guess it yeah. didn't register at first when you read the blurb when we were watching it together. But yeah, that's definitely yeah. a major spoiler. So you don't know that he is Darwin's imaginary friend until like halfway through the movie. Yeah. And that's something and that is a revelation about to her. It, yeah. It's not something that's supposed to be common knowledge. No, it's super disappointing that this blurb does this. Also, I don't need the blurbs to be, you know, overfilled with information. This one's a little short. It's not that it doesn't say it, but it could have just said calls on or teen Frances McCausland is visited by an imaginary friend who helps her in her mission to banish the mischievous boogeyman who has framed her for her pranks. Yes. Disney, hire Kira to write your blurbs. Disney hire me yeah it's it just eh, eh, I'm just frustrated by it and I like I said I have a sentimental attached to this movie that's not like oh it's my favorite movie in the world but it's like it like I said it pays rent in my brain so <laughs> yeah I, I want to do it justice so to give a little bit more of an in-depth description honestly that skeletal description is pretty nice in regards to not spoiling a lot of things but basically what happens is that there's a bunch of pranks in the town and for some reason francis is getting pinned for them and then they think that she's having like a mental breakdown and then we learn that her younger brother darwin had leukemia at one point and so they think that it has to do something with her guilt from that or something and then we meet larry who's an imaginary friend and he knows all about boogeyman, and then they find a book in the library that has information about boogeyman, and then basically jump forward because nothing else really is important. Uh, Darwin gets taken by the boogeyman under the bed, and then they go under the bed, and then they have to fight the boogeyman, and then spoiler, 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 the boogeyman turns out to be Francis's old imaginary friend, because if you stop believing in imaginary friends, then imaginary friends will turn into boogeymen. So Francis has caused Darwin to stop believing in Larry because she thought that, you know, facing reality is a better way to not be afraid than to live in fantasy, which is garbage. Mm-hmm. But there's also a whole thing about how Frances skipped a grade, which I don't understand why they put that in there. It's because she, it's supposed to make her feel like she's not as mature to be in high school because she's only 14 which doesn't make any sense because everyone's 14 like when they get into high school everyone else is 14 so it didn't make any sense that she skipped a grade it's like what do you mean yeah that was weird i never thought about that but yeah yeah it was so strange (laughs) so yeah that's basically the movie and it's really scary in a lot of ways because there's a couple jump scares the design of the boogeymen are really scary yeah like, they're, they've are they got these really long nails, and their hair is really long, and not really long, like, really scraggly, and they've got, like, jaggedy whiskers coming out of them, and they've got Pennywise teeth. Yeah. So scary. As someone who they're has so watched scary. pretty much <laughs> all scary movies out there. And Thanks, I've been too. <laughs> and I've been watching them since I was younger. Like, that, it was scary. I imagine eight-year-old me watching that, I probably would have been freaked out. Yeah, it's scary. And... It's not like the entire movie is a horror movie because, like, Larry is total comic relief. But the parts that are scary are scary. And the part where they're under the bed is real scary yeah. for for kids. Larry did. The guy who played Larry did a good job because you're right. He was he doing the scary parts when he was turning into the boogeyman. He was the comic relief. And he had all these really fun yeah. costume changes and would play them all up. He did a good job. yeah he did a good job he also he was a character on even stevens whose name was also larry just always larry that's in his contract i always have to be larry i always have to be larry um also a fun fact about that guy and i don't know what he did but apparently he was miscellaneous crew on the spy kids movie just the first Mm, one too bad i can't watch it which i don't know what that means i have no idea what that means so the other fun thing I want to say about the casting of this movie is that uh, the boogeyman, the main the, like head honcho boogeyman, is played by the guy who plays the villain from Pittsburgh. In the Teen Beach. Yeah, that's so fun. <laughs> 14 years. <laughs> Which we're in like, the oh, that yeah, makes sense because, you know, we watched him back to back and, like, he probably did both. And I'm like, wait a minute. No, this is from 1999. What am I thinking? <laughs> we jumped back in time by 14 years. He does years. a great job. Yeah, he does a great job. There's one part that I feel bad for him, but it wasn't his his fault. There's a part where you see him uh, changing into Zoe into Francis's. Oh, they do it so slow. And so... they linger on his face for so long, and it's such a slow transition. It's bizarre. Yeah, which I it's wonder such if back in the choice. day they were trying to show off their effects on like changing or morphing into this Probably. other person, but now you're looking back, you're like, this isn't. This isn't great technology you used anymore, so this is really painful to watch. Yeah. It was really, really slow. But besides that, the effects weren't that no, bad. They weren't. They could have they could have been substantially mm-hmm. worse. And the makeup was fantastic, as oh, we've yeah. said. The make the boogeyman makeup was unbelievable. Yeah, the set when they were under the bed and they had all those big props. It was really fun to mm-hmm. see what they did with that stuff too. I guess this is a good transition point to just talk about the datedness. Because, I mean, the the effects weren't that bad. Like, they they held up pretty well. The clothing was not great. The clothing was uh, very Yeah. <laughs> Frances kept wearing these crocheted oh vests. Oh my gosh, the crochet vests! <laughs> and her hair was awful. I like the, the middle part with... Because I have kind of say, like, the same, like, wavy hair. I'm clips. like, should I start doing my hair at a middle part with clips on the side, Kara? Middle part with the clip. those little Get those so butterfly bad. clips. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It was so awful. I mean, she was the one that looked the most 90s. Yeah. But there was obviously the overall, like, 90s feel. But it was more along the lines of, in my opinion, Xenon than You Lucky Dog. Not to the point of Xenon. Uh-huh. Not to the point of this feels so timeless. But not as You Lucky Dog of, like, oh, my God, this is disgustingly 90s. Right. I was actually thinking of it in terms of Xenon as well, but I was thinking more towards the Mm sequel, where it's like the outfits aren't quite there, but the effects, there's some weird effects that they look bad, but it's not completely bad. So I was... I think it's got a little bit more charm than the sequel. Oh, yeah. It does have more charm than that. Yeah. So I wouldn't put it as low as the sequel. But I was thinking... I think I have the sequel at a six and Xenon at a seven, Mm -hmm. so I was thinking a six-five right in between. Yeah. I'm... I think I'm going to give it a 6.5 as well, just because I'm looking at my scores. I gave Xenon, the equal, a 5.5, and I gave Cowbells, You Wish, and Dadnapped a 6. Mm -hmm. And I feel so bad for You Wish. I'm like, no, You Wish deserves better (laughs) than Dadnapped. But I'm like, oh, I should just drop Dadnapped. Right. When dad honestly, uh, down the road, I might, I might drop Dadnap down to a five-five. Yeah. And honestly, just looking at it now, screw it, I'm dropping it to a five-five. Dadnapped did Dadnap looked like crap. Dadnap looked bad. Dadnap did look better than the Sweet Life movie, though. Holy crap. Just because oh, of the Sweet Life movie. <laughs> just because of the, the thing, the what is it, the effects. So I'm dropping you down at five-five. Dadnapped. Oh no, it doesn't have a color now because I put the asterisk. Oh well. What else? I have a uh, cowbells is at six five as well. I I'd, I'd say that this is about the same as cowbells. It's very for, similar. time wise. Yeah. I'm happy with a six five. In my opinion, just the reason I'm giving it a six five is that cowbells and You Wish, while they are mid two thousands charming in their in their datedness, this one just has just the touch more charm to it because of the fantastical element. It does. Maybe I should do. Maybe should I do like a. 6.75 but I, I don't think i've done any quarter points before you can do a six point seven sure my first quarter my first quarter point i forgot we can do quarter points in this podcast well this is your first test of time one you did 7.25 for moral Zeno support moral. right but yeah i think doing the quarter points is fine watch down the line we're gonna have like 6.1 <laughs> oh my god well, maybe if, if once once we're all done, I want to have an episode where we really go through. This isn't going to be for like two years, but where we really go through it and we they're all different. Really rank yeah. things like we really go. Okay, is this above this? Is this below this? Which I love doing. Yes, that would be really fun to actually have a whole curve instead of like staggered graph. So Ethan and I, whenever we play a game series or we watch an anime series or a movie series or something that has things that you can rank, we like to rank them. And it's really fun. Like, for example, there's a game, technically an anime series, called Danganronpa. And we've ranked the characters. We've ranked the character designs. We've ranked the voice acting. It's just fun. And it's not it, it's it's not a detriment to anything except the uh, voice director for the English dub of the games, which is just the worst thing. <laughs> anyway... So I feel like I should we should delve more into why it's a six five but I think honestly that's a pretty concise justification. Its effects are pretty good, but its clothing and style is it could yeah. <laughs> yeah. It could have been better, but it still it still did an admirable yeah. job. I think that explains it enough. People will know. They'll get yeah. it. It also I think I think something that the The movies that do well that aren't necessarily that fantastical, which like this is, but it's not. It's not as much as Xenon or even Halloween Town. There, the 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 thing that makes them good or bad, for lack of a better term, is whether they're trying to be timeless. Mm-hmm. Movies that really try to be not even timeless, but they really try and be like, I don't think cool is the right word, but like let's look at frenemies frenemies is a good example of this where it it was a 2000 early 2010s movie that tried to be the utmost 2010s movie it could be because that's 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 what it wanted to be it wanted to be cool for the for that time mm-hmm. but the movies that do well are the ones that aren't trying to be cool for the time Right. So it's it's hard to explain, and I'm not an articulate person, so I shouldn't be doing a podcast anyway. Two articulate people doing a podcast. <laughs> I'm changing that to the opening. <laughs> We're two articulate people making a podcast together. Bing! <laughs> Can we please record a version of that together? Oh my god. I'm trying to think of the movies that aren't... I need to look at the higher-ranking movies. Oh, Jump In. So Jump In... I didn't even look at it, but... Jump In... Does try a little bit to be cool, but it doesn't try to be. It tries. It does try to be a timeless cool. So I rescind what I said earlier about it It doesn't try to be timeless. It doesn't try to be time full. Honestly, is what I'm trying to say. It doesn't try to be the best movie of the year. It tries to be a good movie of whenever. That makes sense. So there's a lot of jump in that is that is is timely, but. But in general, yeah. Like, the music is definitely definitely timely. We've commented on that. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I need to... So I, I spend so much time studying Japanese vocabulary, and I need to just study English vocabulary because my vocabulary has shrunk so much in the last few years. Because I've been working as a nanny with small children where my vocabulary has shrunk, and then I worked as an English teacher with children where... My vocabulary was very small, yeah. so uh, I feel yeah. I feel like I used to speak more eloquently back in college, for lack of better words. But I'm just like I I just am not. I feel like it was more of the writing thing. I used to write essays and stuff, obviously back in college, mm-hmm. and you would have to use hoity-toity language. Yeah, you'd have to use not the same describing words all the time, but. Now, language, I mean, where yeah. I work, too, is just mm-hmm. I use just very basic language so that people understand it. There's so many apps for building vocabulary. I just need to find one and actually use it. Anyway, let's move on to the moral. Moral. The moral. The moral. We love you. The, the moral. moral. Um, let's see. I wrote them all on different pages of my Post-its. If anyone hears this little, like, scratching noise, it's my Post-its. And I usually edit them out when I can, but... Not now, ha ha. Not now. Okay, I have one. T- I have so many morals I wrote down. Um, I only have three. Worry. I have,
1: and eight. they're probably about
0: the same as yours. Cause if you have eight, <laughs> eight, I have eight. I refound my found me found. I refound that page. Uh, Oh, nice. Okay. Which I learned that what I'm looking up when I'm looking for morals are proverbs. Proverbs. Yeah. Proverbs. It's taken me so long. I've been looking up proverbs too, but then there's so many of them that are like proverbs from like biblical times. I'm just like, I don't want those. There's a really good list that I found. I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to make a list. I didn't get around to doing it this weekend because I had a couple other things that I had to do. I.e. I had to remake the logo and make our little like, this is what we're watching for Halloween, which doesn't look great. And I'm sorry. I like it. But I was I like how originally it's like, I'm going to put up the logo for Halloween when we air our first Halloween episode. And then it was like, no, I want to I want to put it up now. So I just did it a week early. Do you want me to say what I have for morals and then see if they line up with one of your eight or what do you do you want to just list what you have? That's fine. I was going to say to do it where I read one okay, and then you read another, but if that makes... you're No, okay. <laughs> uh, and we'll see if I have... Well, okay, the first one I have is a joke. I wonder if it's the same one that I wrote as... <laughs> the first one I wrote down was, don't look under the bed. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I did not write that one down. <laughs> is that right when it first started (laughs) no it's my more that's the moral (laughs) it's my third post-it i think i have four post-its for this movie i wrote down a lot for this movie um but i i was sitting there and i was like oh i gotta think of a moral and um, i just went don't look under the bed hey don't do it don't look under the (laughs) bed yeah oh that's funny the right in the it's title. It's not real, because honestly, there's really nothing about looking under the bed in this movie, except for one time at the end when they go to save Darwin. But that's... We should... Whenever there's a title that could be a moral, we should start just listening and as one of our more Like, jump in. What's the moral? Oh, you should jump in to new things. Or double teamed. We probably made some sort of reference. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or maybe about double teamed. Wish- and- I think I may I might have done it about now. You see it too, because we, I couldn't find anything. Yeah, I find a <laughs> dad napped. We more. probably made some sort of dad napping uh. joke. Yeah, um, and teen beach movie. We went be a teen on the beach. <laughs> it's, it's I am glad you thought that it was as funny as I did. Yes. Um, I I'll just do another one since it's it, that one you didn't match up with. The next one I have because this one's actually kind of a real one is don't grow up too fast. Yeah, I think that probably ties in. I have believe slash keep using your imagination, which ties Don't in. Let your to, imagination yeah. die. Yeah, the the whole Peter yeah. Pan reference. Oh god, thing. there's so much Peter Pan in this movie, which I both love and hate. Right. We love Peter Pan, but But they kind of bastardize of him. Yeah. like, <laughs> no, we love that. We love Peter Pan. You can't do that to us. Yeah. Oh, the next one I have is, okay, so some of these are jokes, and I, I haven't looked at them since we watched it a few days ago, but the next one I have is, don't use subtitles. So this is a moral, <laughs> this is a moral just for this movie that we've already talked about, which is don't use the subtitles for this movie unless absolutely necessary, because yeah. we mentioned the big problems. There are a few other problems as well. They took a few liberties on things. <laughs> makes me so mad I love subtitles. Okay, this is, now I'm getting to the part where I started using the Proverbs page, because the next one I have is, Faith Will Move Mountains but i don't i don't really think that's what it is like i was kind of going for like because it's not seeing is believing okay i couldn't help but think about the santa claus the movie with tim allen where they go seeing isn't believing believing is seeing and it's just like yeah kind of yeah yeah that's not wrong that's a I'm gonna I think put that's that. Good one. I'm gonna put that as an accidental moral because it's not really it's not really a, a moral in general. And I'm gonna put like the San- Judy, the Santa Claus, 1994, or whatever. <laughs> Please do. My next one is it's never too late to mend. So like Ooh, it's never too late good. to fix your past your past mistakes, mm-hmm. which I th- I think works because it it not only works with Francis and Zoe where she's like I'm sorry I forgot about you or I chose not to believe in you or whatever, but it also works for her. For Francis being like, I'm sorry I made Darwin, I told Darwin to grow up when he was five. Yeah. Because I'm a monster. Francis is the real boogeyman. That's my real moral. Francis is the boogeyman. Francis is the boogeyman. This is the one that I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of leaning towards for a couple of reasons. Uh, and I put a star next to it, which is... So you must have liked it. Yeah. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Mm. So, That's a really good one. That's a good way to. Yeah, she thought that. that she was doing the right thing, but it every it led everyone down a really bad path. Mm-hmm. I like that. That could be our main one. Woo! I did it. Thanks, Woo! proper page. <laughs> um, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like you wish almost, but like not not exactly because it's it's all it's almost like it's almost like all these paths. Are like linked with Francis, but they aren't necessarily all about Francis. Because like the path mm-hmm. of good intention is a, is with Larry and Zoe and and Darwin and the parents even and the school, but they're all leading down this wrong path. Yeah. So. Yeah, hit the nail on the head. Nice job. I don't think any of mine really were as as accurate as that one. So. Oh, I have one. I have one more, I guess, which is the one that I was okay. like. Eh. But the other one, the other one I have is true. Heroism comes from within. You had the power within you all the time. That's a that's another one that's accurate, but it's also one that's apparent in a lot of Disney movies. Yeah, like a lot of D-coms. And I don't think that one relies just too much on Francis. I'm like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think that's her. Also, I just opened my bottle, so if you hear a little weird noise, I'm leaving it in because I'm thirsty. Because you drink water as thirsty, everyone should. Thirsty, drink your water. Thirsty. So I only had, I had a couple other ones that I don't think are the moral. I think we already found the moral. But the other couple I had were, it's okay to be afraid and like everyone gets scared. That's so I found one. one that, like a quote, I guess. It's okay to be scared, but don't let that fear overpower your mind and control your... Yeah, don't let fear overpower, overtake you. You, overpower you and control your mind. Yeah, yeah, it's like face your fears, but don't let it overtake you. Right, yeah, and then also, I'm surprised you didn't say this one. Only real friends last forever. I don't think I wrote that down. Oh no, I did. I wrote it down. As <laughs> you said quote. it all the time. I'm like, I'm gonna write it down. I did. I wrote it as a quote. I wrote it as a quote. I hate that one. That one Only makes me real mad. friends last Only forever. Only real <laughs> friends last forever. So Zoe and Larry leave Francis, and Larry kisses her for no reason oh, besides that. the See, hetero why? agenda, and it drives me crazy. Back well, I guess back in the day, the recent ones we've watched didn't have kiss scenes, but back then, all in the early two thousands, nineties, I feel like they always had to have a kiss. And Ugh. why was it between Larry and Francis? There why? was <laughs> no romantic entanglement with them at all. I should also say that that kiss caused a lot of controversy. Controversy in the Disney offices because originally Larry wasn't going to be a uh, wasn't written as a black character. And Disney was like, Well, we can't have interracial kissing because it will upset our affiliates in the South. And then the director was like, yeah. No, that's stupid. Just do right? it. As soon as you as soon as you told me that, I'm like, okay, keep the kiss in. <laughs> as much as I hate that it's between yeah. the imaginary friend and Francis, I'm like, you know what? No, I'm kinda happy they left well, I'm not kinda I'm really happy that they left it in because shove it down their throats. I wish they not the greatest time to use shove it down their throats, Sarah. Okay. <laughs> um I wish that they had shown Darwin in the me- in the window, oh, like no. see or someone maybe what is the, what was the Bert, Bert earlier in the window. Was his name? Bert? Yeah, because his name's Albert. Um they show Bert, the older brother in the window, and he's seeing Francis kiss the air and he just looks and goes, oh, oh, what's happening. What? what's going on the best character of the movie yeah i like that one i just don't i don't think that the the moral of the movie is about fear no that's the thing i mean like i said i don't think that one if anything i thought i was originally thinking the main one would be like believe and imagine and it's yeah. okay to reality isn't the best way. Right, but yeah. yeah it's okay it's okay to it's I mean, the real moral of this movie isn't really a moral that like a, that's like a proverb. I think the real moral of this movie is more like, it's okay not to face reality and to rely on your imagination instead. And I right. live by mm-hmm. that moral. That is my whole mm-hmm. life wrapped up into a little basket. <laughs> reality sucks. That's why I draw and do so much. That's why we like to watch movies. Yeah, honestly. To escape. Escape. Okay. Ranking wise... <laughs> Hmm. Let's see. I know we, we we ranked Halloween Town pretty high. I think this is not quite as good as Minuteman. Minuteman. One Minuteman. Minute, one minute. Minuteman. Minuteman. <laughs> but I think it's better than Starstruck. Yeah, it's definitely better than Starstruck, I think. So I'll probably rank it the same as Minuteman, because I don't think it's that far off. Yeah, but I don't think it hits as hard as... You wish no, so. or even Cowbells, which is like an eight point five, because that is just right. And I have Cowbells at a an... you have Cowbells at a nine. I keep going like back and forth because mine's the furthest one. So I'm like, oh, which movie does this line up with? Yeah, <laughs> Cowbells. I have it a nine. Yeah, but it's better than it's it's better than the sequel. It's better. Th- yeah, I might do another point seven five. I might do eight point seven five for this. Okay, that's fine. Doing eight point two five. You're doing eight point seven five. We're both doing the quarters. Yay! But I think that's a good. I think that's good. I think that's a a good fit. I my brain just yep, yep, stopped yep. working. It just kind of took a lunch break at two thirty. That's about what time I I ate lunch today. So <laughs> I I love looking at our grid and look and I still haven't re-listened to our old episodes because I don't want to and it's bad and I should. But uh, uh, I keep looking at Now You See It, which is the first one that I wrote them down for. Seeing that we gave the moral a zero, which is perfect (laughs) and exactly what it deserves. And then seeing that for the... Not only for the regular moral, I put a bunch of question marks, and then don't take candy from strangers, from which strangers? I think is kind of the moral, and I stick by that, and I I don't think there's anything better. But then in the umbrella column, yeah. <laughs> I have a metaphor for divorce. Honestly, honestly, yep. Oh, it's so funny. Now you I see like it. That. That's oh, I wish it was worse. I wish it was. I wish that was an F movie. Uh. And I love in the jump in umbrella one. <laughs> The way he wrote that too, it's not about having fun. It's about winning. I put it. I put a like the SpongeBob meme where it's like every other one is uh different, a capital or lowercase. Yeah, I love I it. do it in almost every single one, so I have. People should know this if they're looking at the rankings sheet, but I'm saying that as a joke. You obviously don't have to, but for a jump in, I have. It's not about having fun. It's about winning. And then a minute, I have so That is twenty twenty. And then in Dadnapped, I have breeding rocks, and Starstruck doesn't have any of them. And then Sweet Life also doesn't have any of them. But then Front of Me has Front of Me says, "Trust oh, no one." And even in our regular moral for oh, Front of yeah. we put up the booth booth together. together. And then Team Beach has, "Don't get pregnant." <laughs> it's fun. I'm gonna keep doing them because if every time we fight, like I'm gonna put, "Don't look under the bed." <laughs> Oh, too funny. Oh, I had another one that I didn't even read. I only read 7 of my morals. Sorry, everyone. I also have Oh. Curses like chickens come home to roost. I don't think that's I don't think that's better than the road to hell is paved with good intentions, but it kind of makes sense. It's like a bad things will come back to you. Right. But so like the way that Francis told yeah darwin not to believe anymore and she had that not it's not even that she was ill intent but that's the thing is that she was trying to do the right thing that's why i think that this one doesn't work as well as the road to hell's with good intentions because she was trying to do the right thing right i kind of want to go through my post-its for this one before we grade it okay i'll try to interpret what i wrote (laughs) i was telling kira i'm like it's been a three days since we watched this so i i was reading some of these i'm like what does that mean but hopefully between the two of us we'll figure it out yeah the opening music is fantastic the music first, in this that's movie the first is, thing i had written good. down as yeah. well yep i'm like ooh, spooky music i love it and the credits are integrated really well because it's like you you feel like a, you're i don't know if it's supposed to be the boogeyman or like a ghost or something but you're flying through the town yeah i think and that's what, music, exactly what i was thinking too i'm like really oh good. i feel like i'm on a broomstick Flint. Yeah, But then they had those angles throughout the whole movie, which was really fun, which we talked about earlier. Yeah, there was also a voiceover, and I don't remember what it was, but apparently that voiceover was also cool. <laughs> I wrote it down. Nice. I, I have, have the word... I have the name Francis with an I with a line uh... through it. <laughs> Stupid subtitles. I have 90s hair. You get some 90s hair right off the bat. Her brother has the right long hair the parted right down the middle. Yeah, it's awful. Uh Oh... I always talk about this. I always talk about how I don't want to see teenagers talking on screen like they do in real life. I just want to see an amplified version of it. And the family conversations between this family were written really, really well. Yeah, it was really good. It was a real conversation, but it was it was just but it was entertaining. yeah. Yeah, it was just amped up a little bit so that it really it felt a little more theatrical, which is good. I, like I said, I don't want to see teenagers on screen just going, you're stupid. No, you're stupid. Because that's dumb. I mean, that's how teenagers actually talk. But I don't want to see that. And the parents were fun. It was just a really... The, the family dynamic was really well done in this movie. The dad, as a character, was obnoxious. But he was oh, played right. by Stephen Toblowski, who I love. Who is the guy who was Ned Ryerson in Groundhog Day. He was in the Freaky Friday movie with Lindsay Lohan as the mean teacher. If you saw him, you'd recognize him, and he does a good job in this. I wrote down crocheted vest. Nice. Question mark, exclamation point. <laughs> I wrote down Jo with her continuous blinking, her friend, that was just blinking nonstop. Oh like, why she God, blinking? Oh, my God, I forgot about that. Yeah, she Did just went rapidly. Did she have something in her eye? What's going on? It was so weird. And then she just disappeared and never came back. Like Yeah, she, they, they mentioned like, her at the end. I'm like, any oh, I'm like, oh, yeah, Joanne is her friend. Yeah. <laughs> like, what what happened to her? <laughs> There's a part where there's a bunch of dogs on the roofs of these houses, and it was obviously green screen, but I'm just really adept at finding green screen, and this one was pretty well done. Mm-hmm. It looked... The only reason I could tell is that at one point, one of the dogs on the roof, it was on like the sledged part of the roof, and it moved its foot, and there wasn't really a shingle underneath it, and I was like, that's a green screen. Right. I'm also glad it was a green screen, because I don't think that dogs... I don't think that dogs should have been on the roof exactly. of a house. Yep. <laughs> so... Um there's a in Door County, Wisconsin. There's a restaurant oh, yeah. that has grass on its roof and it keeps goats up there. It's called Al Johnson's. Have you been and there I, before? I thought about that. I've been there so many times. Oh really? I've never been there, but um, they have lingonberry I've lingonberry pictures and they're delicious. I love lingonberries and I'm not even Swedish. <laughs> I love lingonberries so much. Oh, the, okay, one of the one of the effects that was really bad was the jello pool. The jello pool. I had that written down to <laughs> but it was that was a moment and not an f movie but it was like an f moment in a movie where you're like this is so ridiculous it's so funny so one of the pranks that they blame francis for is that the pool gets the school pool gets filled with jello and turns into jello and you see someone who's like head first in the pool and their legs are flailing and it looks so bad and i think it's because the way that they shot it i'm pretty sure that the jello was shot way farther forward than everything else, so it wasn't actually in the pool. Yeah. I have one of the pranks where they're tossing eggs into is it the teacher or the principal? I think the teacher Uh, someone's car. They're yeah, they're tossing eggs into the I think the boogeyman's the one who's doing it. He's tossing Mm -hmm. the eggs into the car and then just laughing and the laughing lasts for so long. It's just like ha 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 ha, ha." I'm like what is Oh, I forgot about that. I wrote down underneath Jell Pool legs, I wrote bees. <laughs> oh, on the lockers where it's just B on all the lockers? No, uh, no, that was me when we were watching the movie. I was going bee, 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 bee. Be- Oh, right, bee, 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 bee. <laughs> the principal and his secretary or something are in the office and they're getting chased by CGI bees and they look terrible. Ah. So there are some bad effects in this movie. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> But for the era, most of them look pretty good. Yeah. I have the pig mailbox, which was horrifying. It was. The pig came to life. So, Francis is walking away from this mailbox that's shaped like a pig, and it slowly turns in the background of the shot. It doesn't Uh even, like, turn in, like, zoomed up. It's, like... You're supposed to like very subtly notice it as well. Yeah. it was so well directed. They did that. Was like, That's so scary. With like statues and the bus that would just like turn. They had a lot of things that just turned and looked at things. They looked yeah. at Frances as she walked by. You know what else is creepy? The people standing still outside the school when she was walking so scary. In. Oh my god, that was so. No scary. one was moving.
1: <laughs> like was how so freaky scary.
0: would that be if you're just walking into a building and everyone's so just scary. stopping and staring at you? Ugh. I have something written down that was from later in the movie, because I thought that I would try and get away with not using more than three post-its, and then I uh, couldn't. And I wrote down <laughs> boogly goo. Boogly goo. Which I'm pretty sure is something that Larry says. Probably. Maybe Francis, where they're like, oh, you're going to get in the boogly goo. And I just liked it. <laughs> when the dad is cleaning the fan in the living room, and he's just holding the brush up. Yeah, I wrote down dusting the fan. Dusting the Steven fan, but Dublowski. he just like casually holds the duster up there and the fan's just on. Yeah, and the fan's going. Like, he spun the fan a little bit with his hand and then he just holds the duster above it because he's so tall. It was so funny. Uh, I also wrote down something that the dad said, which was, I was going to make my wiggly fruit thing. <laughs> we he's love like, where'd all the jello thing. go? I was going to make my wiggly fruit thing. I think he said he going to make it for dinner, which is even weirder. <laughs> Oh, the the book about the boogeyman was just called Livre de Boogie. <laughs> oh my god, it was. The boogie book. I want a boogie book. Um, I have one of my favorite comedic moments of this movie. The parents are fighting because something is happening and the parents say someone is coming into the house and controlling kids minds how and right as they say how bert sits on the couch and turns on the tv and then the tv starts making like dumb noises then he's like (laughs) it was so funny he's like how are they controlling kids minds from inside the house (laughs) we're the tv people it was so so well timed it was i thought it was so funny Oh, the biggest, they're the the biggest, but the best jump scare in the movie, when you see Frances leaving her room, and it it lingers a little bit, and then this hand jumps out from the mirror from the side. Uh Uh-huh. Scary. Scary, yep. They make a Shining reference. They go, here's Larry. Which, as a kid, I wouldn't have caught that, but... And he was also supposed to be talking to a bunch of kids, like little yeah. kids. It was their story time on a TV. Story time on a TV? I forgot it about was that. so weird. In the library? So nobody was reading And to Peter Pan, they wasn't was it? Watching a TV. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And there was Peter Pan, and he opens the. He, like, Larry goes into the TV somehow, opens the door in the TV, and goes, Here's Larry! And all the kids are like, Yay! Hey, and I'm that's like, Larry! Why? It's so weird. Uh, the fact that they use. Uh, heartbeat sounds to add a little bit more fear to everything. That was pretty cool. That yeah, was cool. Why do I have written down, blackout starts with B? What because he says that. The boogeyman says that. And it's a terrible line where he says he says something. The boogeyman is always rhyming. And oh, most of them yeah. aren't bad, <laughs> but he says like, now is the time that you can't see because now blackout, blackout starts, starts, with starts with B. That must be why I wrote it because it was so stupid. But I was like, why did I write down blackout starts with B? be yeah that one that's a bad rhyme there's a couple of the other ones that that he does that are pretty good but that's mostly when they're under the bed yeah another thing i don't know why i wrote it says pausing to reflect in the mirror was there an awkward moment where they were looking in a mirror for a long period of time oh so i have a quote that says just pausing to reflect oh that which i'm pretty sure was larry thing. yeah looking in the mirror and and just pausing to reflect. And she's like, what are you doing? He's like, just pausing to reflect. And I was like, that's really funny. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Yeah. See, it's been too many days. I can't remember why I wrote these things. It's only been three days. Yeah. <laughs> My memory is so bad. Uh, the creepy teeth we talked about and the crawling. He would, like, crawl oh, the on the floor. Scary, it was so yeah. scary. So scary. <laughs> there's a part where there's, like, a... Where Larry and Francis are in the garage and they're they're talking about the tempterfuge and it turns into this black and white Frankensteiny thing, and it's really cool. And then it trans when Francis calls him out, is like, "This isn't, this is dumb. What are you doing?" It slowly transitions back into color and being the regular movie again. And I was like, "That's so well done." Mm-hmm. And the black and white stuff was really fun, anyway. The purple smoke was really good in the room with the the smoke coming out from under the bed. How was yeah? Purple. That was really, looked really good. good. Um, I have. When the, they invited the school counselor for dinner, so they had all these like s- statue busts in their house, and the mom was standing in front of one of them, and the teacher goes, That's a lovely little bust. And the mom just like looks <laughs> confused, and then she sees the bust, she goes, Oh, haha, thank you. And I was like, Why is that joke in this movie? Yep. That is, first of all, that... not a good joke. Second nope. of all, why? <laughs> I also have this is expensive throat to voice. Which I'm pretty sure someone went, this is expensive. But I don't remember why. Ugh, I don't remember that one either. But it was really funny. And I, th- I think it was Larry. But it was so funny for someone to just go, this is expensive. <laughs> someone watches this and reminds us what this is okay. expensive is. Please do. Please do. I had down, it's weird that Darwin's toys were under Francis's bed. Because they went into Fran- under Francis's bed, but it was a lot of... Darwin's toys. I still don't understand that so I don't know if I missed something. I thought that they went under the bed in Darwin's room but then came out in Francis's room? Oh, maybe that's it. But I don't know. I was a little confused by that, but that might have just been something that we missed. <laughs> oh, okay. So here's here's the spoiler from the thing, if you don't want to, the blurb page. If you don't want to hear it, obviously skip ahead. So the the spoiler is that the boogeyman in the picture is Larry and not the boogeyman boogeyman. Right. Which is such a huge spoiler. Yep. Oh, Now we know that Larry starts to turn into a boogeyman. He's slowly turning into it, so it's like, it's over the course of the movie, but if you're going into this movie, you don't know that he's going to turn into a boogeyman. Right. But Francis tells Darwin to, br- to believe in Larry and, you know, everything will be fixed, and Larry explodes back into himself. <laughs> it's so funny. He, like, all the makeup and everything just explodes off of him, and he's like, I'm back! And it's just like, <laughs> What? <laughs> oh man uh, at one point Darwin goes I'm okay but I'm not happy oh yeah it was very funny I have the internet news oh the internet news was that, Why that I write the, the, parents? Down. the internet news like where where did you learn about that oh the internet your father just logged on to the internet news <laughs> and then the, this, the city names were called Middleburg and Centerville for some reason, yep. they lived in Middleburg, but then Zoe and Larry needed to go off to Centerville. Right. It which makes so you weird. think they live in like the middle of the country in Kansas or Nebraska yeah. or something. But no, it's Utah with did all these mountains. they talk about that. I think they talked about that in the, in the opening. They said something about being, living in the middle of America. Right. But it was shot in Utah. Yeah. There are mountains. So. <laughs> so the last thing that I have written down is that at one point there is a breakdance fight. Between the boogeymen. Yeah. And I think that's so funny. So Ethan and I really like the Yakuza series, or uh, it's also called Like like a Dragon. There's a new one coming out this winter. In Yakuza 0, there's a character, and he's in other games, but you get to play as the car- go- character Goromajima. And in that game, you play as two different characters. You play as uh, uh, Kazuma Kiryu and uh Goromajima. That was weird. I, his name is... It, okay. His last name is Kiryu. His name is Kiryu Kazuma, but they, they, whatever. Anyway. um, It's so confusing. They write it like four different ways. So they each have different aspects of their fighting styles that they what is the word? Deconstructed. So they deconstructed their fighting styles into different aspects. So Kiryu has like a fast boxing fighting style and then he has like a brute fighting style. These aren't their names, but um and that's pretty cool. But then Majima has a bat fighting style he has. Like animal a thug. bat? Like no, like a baseball bat. Okay. <laughs> it's like which kind of bat are we talking about. Yeah, I should have clarified that. Yeah, he has a baseball bat fighting okay. style. He has a what is called a thug fighting style, which is just like street fighting, and then he has a breakdancing fighting style. That's so and fun. <laughs> all I could think of, all I could think of when we were watching that part, I was like, "Majima." <laughs> It's fun for and anyone who's played the Akaza series and knows about Majima, knows that he's the best character. Like, there's a ranking of characters from the Akaza series, and he's always number one. Yeah. I think there's one that I saw where he got number two, and I was like, baloney. He's <laughs> you don't one know of what the best, best characters about. ever. He's so good. He's, uh, it's so fun. Anyway. <laughs> So I thought about that, and I just wanted to mention that. And I, sh- I just want to mention that people should play the Yakuza series because it's really, really yeah. fun. Or if you're gonna fight, make it a breakdance fight. Yeah. Also, that there needs to be more breakdance fighting, anyway. Yeah. Um. Okay. So that's that's all I posted. So you, that's, that's all doing? I got too. So I've been thinking about the ranking. I'm interested to see what you say because you you've seen this one before. Yeah. I think, I think I'm gonna give it a B. I don't think it's good enough to be a B plus. I think there's a there's Francis is not good enough of a a character to be a B plus, and I think that does hinder it. Um, I think it's a good story. I think it's pretty well paced, and it's 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 got a good flow to it. Mm -hmm. So I don't I I, so I don't think it's a B minus. No, I I was debating between a B and a B plus, and now I'm looking at mine to see like which ones I have xenon i have as a b cowbells i have as a b oh you mean xenon is equal I was it, like, yeah, i'm sorry, sorry a b. That's, that's no you do not xenon have i have as xenon a. As a yeah. b. I have a lot of b pluses and i hate yeah. if i'm gonna put this as a b i don't want it to be just because i don't have as many b's <laughs> you're i mean the things we have so many more movies to go that's true i there's a part of me that's like you know what you could be a b plus but I don't think it's as I don't think it's as good as jump as um you wish or I think, I think it's a maybe about as good as Jump Into Me, but I don't I think it might be a weird thing is so I'm like, oh it might be better than Star but I'm like, I don't know. So I'm I wish there was an in-between B and B plus Right. I think but I'm gonna go really with a B not. plus. I mean I've enjoyed it, but I'm uh, we all know I'm gonna be biased with Halloween movies because I just love Halloween movies. So I'm I think I'm I've, okay with giving it a B. And that also makes sense coming from last week's episode where I ranked Halloween Town higher than you did too. So <laughs> Well, my main thing is that I liked this better than Halloween Town. Yeah. Like and, I and partially that partially has to do with I mean, nobody's gonna be surprised by that. But that partially right. has to do with I do think that the story has a better flow to it. I think that Halloween Town was very jaggedy with its pacing, and this one is just a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And everyone also, if they listened to last week, know that I just, I love Halloween Town. So, but this is, this is good too. I liked this one. I'm I'm surprised I never saw this It's a solid Halloween one. It's because it never aired because it was too scary. Yeah. And I like the fact that it's kind of a little, I mean, as much as it's probably not great for kids to watch things that are this creepy. I find it entertaining to watch a little bit of creepiness in my scary movie or Halloween movie. No, I appreciated it. I really appreciated it. I'm waffling. I think what I'm going to say is that I'm going to put it as a B for now, and then maybe at the end of the Halloween mm-hmm. group, I might go back and bump it up. I'm not going to bump it down. I think it's at least a B. Yeah, but I might, I might bump it up to a B plus. But we'll see. Yeah, you could do a, a B asterisk. <laughs> or wait, what do but we the have asteri- for right? Asteri- we already have that. The are if I change it. Yeah. So if I if I change it from a B to a B plus, it will have an asterisk. Right. I can't asterisk my dad an upgrade, but oh well, maybe after the first season we'll start putting numbers next to the the letters, but it gets a little cluttered that way. But we'll see. I might put like an extra block and then just put like a little tiny one that just has the numbers. so we can do like an a is a is a nine and then or like a nine point five and then an, an a plus is a ten. But I was trying to like line up the the letters with numbers. An f is a super zero. yeah but because i but it's it's that way we can have a b things that are the same ranking but necessarily but not necessarily the actual same ranking so for example like i do think that to look out of the bed is better than like jump in or something and i can put it just a little bit above but it's not necessarily at a i don't know i don't know (laughs) <laughs> i do th- i don't know if i necessarily like don't look under the bed better than jump in i feel like as time has gone on i don't like jumping as much as i did but i don't know why that is so it's not like I'm gonna change it i think i would need to watch it again but i'm not gonna do that for a while right anyway what's the decom mission for this week Oh, mission. don't face reality trust your imagination <laughs> <laughs> i like that <laughs> Uh, except except when it comes to science. Yes, <laughs> believe in science and your imagination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Science and imagination are the best team. Yes. That's why we watched Bill Nye because it's science yeah, and yeah, imagination. Bill Nye. Yeah, 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 Nye, yeah, the yeah, science yeah. Guy. yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, everybody, next week is Halloween Town 2 Calabar's Revenge. I'm looking forward to that because, like I said, I'm pretty sure I've seen that one more and I liked it. So we'll see you in that one. Yay! Bye! Bye!